Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast. Our mission of teaching people to love God by showing them how much He loves us starts right now. Okay, church, remember, okay, I've got to give you some background. Remember what we talked about, okay? The first sign of the beginning of the birth pangs or birth pains signify the last days have already begun. We need to understand that, okay? We're not sitting here waiting, well, when is this going to happen? It's already started. And if you recall, guys, in your mind, it started with a worldwide conflict, a worldwide war coupled with famines and earthquakes. This has already happened, and we talked about this weeks ago, but let me just get you up to speed. It started in 1914 with the beginning of World War I and World War II, okay? Most people believe World War I and World War II were the same war. It just took 19 years. They, they took a break for 19 years. But they believe it was the same war, and that was the very first birth pain leading up to the tribulation period. Now, now, listen, Linda. Hey, did you get that? Linda, Linda. So, Linda, listen. Um, here's the thing. In 1901... Well, is Jesus going to come back? Well, I don't know, because there's no sequential events, what Jesus said. No, 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 because we were waiting for Jesus to return, not for the tribulation period. And so and so this was World War I. Oh, okay, what happened? And then we saw the second one, right? So you have World War I and World War II. That starts it. The second sequential event leading up to the tribulation is what? The miracle, and it is a miracle, of the reestablishment of Israel as a nation. In 1948, they became, guys, I mean, the only country to be destroyed for thousands of years to come back and reestablish itself as a country. That's the only one to do it, Israel. Yet we know God told us in the word of God that that would happen. Could you imagine if you were around young enough in 1946 or 45 or 44, you would have went... Oh, this is going to happen. There's no way. You saw history in the making. May 15th, 1948, your mind would have been blown. Or you would have been caught up some other place and just doing life and kind of trying to make a living, right? Coming off the heels of the Great Depression. and, 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 And so again, think about it, guys. Think about it. This happened. God did that. We also looked at the third birth pain. You guys remember? It was Jewish control of Jerusalem. Now, in 1967 began the third birth pain. We call this the six-day war. But if you're my friend on Facebook, you see that I sent something out that even today, even today, the leading rabbis are, they're going to Benjamin Netanyahu and saying, we want to offer sacrifice. We want to do it this Passover. What? Yeah, they're pastoring him to do that. They don't have a temple. But see, I, here's what blew my mind. I don't know if they really need a, a temple like was in Solomon's day, or they need a makeshift place where they can reinstitute sacrifice. That's all they really need. Oh, whoa, 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 wow. Wow. I said, we talked about this, guys. And, and that was that was the third birth pain. Now, last week, guys, we looked at the future event. Okay, hasn't happened yet. Okay, this is the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war. And that describes a future attack on Israel. Now, here's what blows my mind. You ready? I'm going to give you a lot of information. I'm going to talk really fast because i got a lot to cover in the next two hours. 
Okay. The one world government is about to be set up. And there's two great entities that are holding that back. It's the Christians and the Muslims. You understand that. Okay? The rapture of the church is going to take care of the Christians. But you still have a great force of the Muslims. Most people believe the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war is going to handle that as well. And then it's going to open the door to usher in. And, and, and we're going to see that. Okay, you got that? There's two major... I, I, found, I, I, I was looking at this morning and I went, I didn't even consider that. I didn't even consider there was... Whoa. No way. But that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Okay? You go, well, now, Ben, 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 why would this happen? Why? I mean, Ezekiel 38, where, where, uh, where, where this, this nation, this coalition of nations is going to invade Israel from the north. Why would this happen? Well, remember we said this, guys. Remember we said that Israel has something they want or something they need. Like what? What would they want? Right? Well, we talked about oil. We talked about natural gas. We talked about Leviathan. We talked about all of these. But we also talked about, and here's what, here's what trips me out. We also talked about food. What if? What if there's a worldwide famine? And Israel has the means to supply the world with food. What if? What if your daily wage, how much you make an hour in a normal day, that's what it costs to buy a bag of bread? What if that was it? Because there was a worldwide family. You go, Ben, that's what it says in Revelation. Exactly. But what if there's a... See, now all of a sudden, boom. And so all of a sudden, they come and they invade Israel, and they're destroyed supernaturally. Okay? God steps in and wipes them out. This is crazy. This is crazy. So here's the question. Are we living in the last days? Absolutely. We've been living in the last days since Peter wrote the book of Peter. But even now, you and I, okay, okay, listen, we're going to see, we're going to see Jesus come back. We're going to see Jesus come back. Now, that does a couple of things for, the, there's a couple of things in my heart that happen. One of them, I'm super excited, okay? Because one day I'm going to be doing something, you know, and I'm going to hear that trumpet. And I'm out of here. I'm going to see all you guys up in the air, Okay. And if you're close by feathers, I'll be high-fiving. Yes! Amen! Let's go! But, but here, it also breaks my heart, Rosa. And I'll tell you why. Because I see the world that we live in just, just crumbling to the mindset and the anti-Christian, or the anti-Christ of Satan as we see each step. Uh, listen, I, I don't care about me. I lived a life of a thousand kings, right? I've lived a life of a thousand men. I've done stuff. But I worry about our children and our grandchildren and the world that they're growing up in. I worry about that. And it breaks my heart. So, yeah, in one point, man, I'm stoked. Let's go. Let's go. On the other point, I'm like, oh. You guys with me? You know what I'm talking about? You just this, have these emotions that are just like, oh, wow, wow. See, 
Here's what I want to point out, guys. We are living in the last days, and we have definitively proven that what God said will come to pass. You go, well, give me an example. Tell me what you're talking about. Well, let's go back to World War I and World War II, okay? If you and I were just to do history, we go, World War I, 1914, World War II, later on, blah, 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 okay. You know what? Um, great-grandpa fought in the World War. But see, in reality, Jesus told us this was going to take place. And he told us almost 2,000 years ago. Why? If you recall Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, here's what Jesus said. Tell me if this is not happening today. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. That phrase right there alone, you and I go, yeah, well, there's always been racism. There's always been, you know, this and this and so forth. No, 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 listen. He says, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, which means plagues, earthquakes in various places. He says, all of these are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows means it's going to lead up to the tribulation period. Let me just say this about the tribulation. It's not going to be fun. I'm begging you to give your life to Jesus today. I'm begging you to be filled with his spirit because that's not going to be, all right, Pastor Ben, no worries, man. I'm going to party and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And then when the tribulation comes, then I'll give my life to the Lord. Not a big deal. I know how it ends. No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's the beginning of sorrows. It's the beginning of sorrows. Well, how do you know? Okay. To you and I, we go, it's nation against nation. Yeah, yeah, we've always had that. We've always had that. But what Jesus said, guys, check this out. He said, when he said nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, it was a Jewish idiom that a world war is going to precede the coming of the Messiah. It's a world war. He says, that's the first of the birth. It was an idiom. You guys know, right? You know what idioms are. We say something. You go, what's an idiom? A, A good English idiom would, hey, he kicked the bucket. What does that mean? Well, he died. It doesn't mean that he literally kicked the bucket unless he kicked the bucket while he was dying. I don't understand. But nonetheless, that's what we learned, right? And so that's what it is. And so Jesus goes, hey, by the way, uh, listen up, disciples. When nation rise against nation and kingdom and kingdom, you know what? They all went click. Oh, that's going, to work. that's going to be a worldwide conflict. It's not going to be local. It's not going to be Rome. It's going to be worldwide. Oh, by the way, it's coupled with what? Earthquakes and famines and plagues. Do you realize that it was the Spanish flu that killed millions of people that happened right after World War I? And of course, the first time we saw this was in 1914 to 1918 and the continuation. But what we don't understand is it had monumental impact on the Jewish nation of Israel. That's what it had. Okay? So, what Jesus spoke coupled with famines and earthquakes, shows us that what Jesus said is actually coming true. It came true because we saw World War I, World War II. We saw the reestablishment. We saw the Six-Day War. We're seeing all of this stuff. Now, we haven't seen Ezekiel 38 and 39. We haven't seen this coalition form. Although, go on your computers, type in, Type in, is Russia in Syria right now? Or or type in, Russia, Turkey, and Iran. 
and you see what comes up. Just, just type that. Okay? Now, I need to give you a little Ezekiel 33. You go, what's that? Ezekiel 33 says that we need to be a watchman warning right here. Okay, we need, to, we need to be warning each other. Okay, we're headed for a time, guys, when the Bible is probably going to be canceled. You understand that? We're headed for a time where this is probably going to, it's going to be considered um, racist or hateful. Just the other day, I saw a pastor say on Facebook that Jesus was racist. And he made a case. Why? Because if you take the, if you take a verse out of context, you make it a pretext, and then you can make it say anything you want it to say. And here's the pastor. I don't know if he's a pastor. You guys know what I'm talking about. And he's saying that my Jesus, my God in the flesh, who saved my sorry soul from hell, was racist? No, no, no. See, we're getting to the place, guys, where this is going to be taken away from us. And I'm begging you that we have to hide God's word in our hearts. We have to hide God's word in our hearts, guys. Here's the thing I know. God's word is true. God's word is true. And, and, and we can rest in the infallible word of God. But I want you guys to be ready because you're not sure what can happen. I'm not sure what can happen. You just don't know. Oh, Pastor Ben, you're trying to scare us, man. Come on, that's not Christianity. No, I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to warn you. Well, Ben, uh, what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen for 25 years? I'm still wanting to warn you. You know what? I'll be stoked. I'll be glad if we can all have Bible studies like this for the next 25, 30 years. But if it doesn't, I don't want you to go, well, Pastor Ben never warned me. He never said anything. No, no, no. Here, here's what I'm saying. Hide God's word in your heart. First of all, it's going to keep you from sinning. But then, guys, if we have to, if we have to go underground, okay, we can have Bible studies because we have God's word in our hearts. And we can talk and we can say, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a huge challenge. Well, let me make it a little bit easier. Pick a psalm and memorize that psalm. Say, hey, I really like this psalm, psalm whatever it might be, I'm going to memorize that psalm. And that way you hide God's word in your heart. And then you can go back and you can recite it and you can teach it. and Whatever it might be, it's your favorite psalm. Well, that's the morning. Today, we're continuing in the birth pangs. You go, what? Well, it's going to lead up to the tribulation. So what happens next, guys, right now? Okay, we haven't seen Ezekiel 38, but guess what happens? Right at the same time, we're moving into what we call a one-world government. One-world government, okay? That's what happens. Now, what they want to do is they want to get people all on the same page doing the same things. That's what they want to do. Now, you need to understand, and now let me just tell you this, okay? I'm not into politics. I don't want to, I, but let me just tell you this, okay? The world has a globalist agenda. There was one person we were headed, and I want you to write this down in your notes, 2030. Just write 2030, because that's their target date. 
We were headed to 2030 to have a one-world government, a globalist agenda. Everybody got me? But one person came in and stopped that, at least for four years. Our previous administration said, I'm not a globalist, I'm a nationalist. And that just threw everything into a tailspin in which it had to be fixed and changed. So now we're going into, again, uh, what I study today is that was the goal, 2030. Most people believe maybe 2040, 2050, but I'll tell you what I'm talking about in a minute, right? So everybody understand, 2030, the year 2030, it gives us how many years? Nine years. Nine years. So what is it? Okay, well, here's the deal. Daniel predicted this taught about it way back in chapter 7, okay? He's going to talk about it. Let's take a look. Daniel chapter 7, guys, verse 23. Daniel 27, uh, 7, 23. Give me an amen if you're there. Listen, let's read together. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which will be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it into pieces. Then ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and he shall subdue three kings. This is important. Now, when you and I, in the New King James Version, read Daniel 23 and 27, we go, what? Are you serious? I don't understand what he's... Huh? A fourth kingdom? Well, see, that's... Alex, that's Old Testament. I don't understand what he's talking about, a fourth kingdom and then and then uh, ten horns. What are ten? Well, that's a weird looking. So what do we do, guys? Uh, honestly, we're super busy. We got a lot to do this week. And so we kind of read it and we just kind of put it aside, right? We file it for like, I don't know. But, but let's break it down, okay? Because this is key. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get in your Bibles. I want you to underline it. I want you to highlight it. Because these two verses right here just gave us Three more sequential events leading up to the tribulation. Three more. You go, what are they? First of all, you can write next to this, one world government. One world government right here. Okay? And Daniel just said he's going to devour, trample, and break the whole earth. That's what this government's going to do. That's what this, that's what he's going to do. Then he told us, out of that, ten kingdoms are going to form. So, here's what's on the horizon. We're going to see a move to a global government that will eventually turn into ten solid ruling kingdoms. Who are they? Well, you have to come back next week. Because we're going to talk about that next week. But here's what you need to know. The Antichrist is going to arise out of those ten kingdoms. The Antichrist is going to... So, so Daniel here, guys, unbeknownst to us, gave us three sequential events. This is what's going to happen. This is going to happen, okay? So let's chat. Let's chat for a moment. For the purpose of this teaching is simply to get our hearts ready for the return of Jesus. 
Yesterday I went home and I looked at Nathalie and I said, my mind is blown, man. I've, I've been studying all week and, or maybe it was Friday night. I see, I don't even know what day we are anymore. And, and I looked at her and I said, you know what? I, I said, so, so here's my question. What now? What do we, what do we do with this information? Because it's not to scare you, but to get your hearts ready for the Lord. Well, if my heart's ready for the Lord, what, how should I live? How should I live? And that's the really the what now? How should I live? Because we still got to work. We still have bills coming in and we still have, I mean, we still have this. So how should we live? And I'm telling you, first and foremost, guys, we need to, all those little things that, that stress you out, the little things, the things you just, let it go. Let it go. Try to live with that going, you know what? That used to bother me. That doesn't bother me anymore. Try to to love your family just a little bit more. Okay, try to, try to hold on. Just hug them just a little bit longer. See, this is how we should live anyway. I'll tell you why. Listen, listen, listen. Because yesterday's gone. Saturday, we, we can't get that back. Tomorrow, it's not promised. It's not promised. All we have is today. All we have is today. So what do we do? We need to learn to forgive. We need a purpose to forgive. We need a purpose to smile. Even if you wear a mask, smile. Maybe your eyes will show it. You're still going to have tribulation in life. You're still going to have issues. There's still going to be, there's still going to be people. My boss. I get it. I get it. But let's have that the right attitude. Okay. I don't know if I have tomorrow, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy life today. Isn't that what Solomon told us? He said, listen, enjoy life. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy life. That's, that's what we see. Okay? So here's the thing, guys. The purpose, guys, is to get your hearts ready for This is my warning to you. Can I get an Amen. Now, here's why. Because as I was thinking about this, you know what? There was a movie that came to mind. There's a quote from a movie that I thought, this is exactly the world we're living in, right? If you've ever seen Men in Black, there's a quote that says this. K is telling Jay something. He's saying, he's looking at him and he's upset and he says, there's always an Arquillian battle cruiser or a Karelian death ray or an intergalactic plague that is about to wipe out all life on this miserable planet. And the only way these people can get on with their happy lives is they do not know about it. That's the quote. And I thought, you know what? Isn't that what's happening today? You go, what do you mean? This is what happens to people in life. This is what's happening. They really don't want to know what's going on. They really don't. Listen, this is how they can get back to their life. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But for the believer... For you guys, we want to know so we could be ready. Here's why. Tomorrow, God's going to bring somebody in your path and you're going to be able to share. You're going to be able to share. God's going to bring somebody. You're going to talk to somebody. Boom, boom. And, you, and, and just, it's not going to be like, listen, you need Jesus. You're going to be like, listen, I got to tell you something. And I was at church yesterday, and you won't believe what we learned. We learned this and this. I'm telling you, it's an, and wow. Wow. 
Let me ask you a question, okay? This is not in my notes. This is free. This is for all of you. How did you get saved? How did you get saved? What do you mean, how did I get saved? Somebody presented some undeniable evidence that you didn't take at face value. You thought about it. You contemplated it. You researched it. And in your heart, the Holy Spirit moved. And you said, yes, this is true. I want Jesus. Our job is to get people to think. This is what's going on. Just think. I'm not telling you what to do. Just think about this. This is what's happening. Oh, but I've got a way out. I've got, I've got a way out. Okay? Now, so what happens? Here's what I want the believers to know. We've got to keep oil in our lamps. We've got to keep oil in our lamps. And we got to be ready. So what's going on? Well, let's talk about one world government. Let's see what's happening in the world, okay? So um, there are several articles. I'm only going to give you just one that I found, but there are like, there are like hundreds and hundreds, okay? And uh, let me just read it to you. We'll go through, okay? There's something called the New World Order. Anybody hear that? That's the same as one world government, New World Order. You'll see NWO. And this was prophesied in a one-world government being formed on this earth at this very time. Okay? The Bible prophesies that the Antichrist will ultimately reign over this one-world government for three and a half years just prior to the second coming of Jesus as he establishes his own world government. So... What's going to happen is that the, the enemy has already been creating a one world, a new world order, slowly. Now, here's what we think. You and I, when we think of something, we think we're going to do it right away. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Give me. That's not how the enemy works. Satan works very slow, methodically, and he's going to get us in the right time. So he's been building this, okay? He's been building this. It's going to be ruled. It's going to be ruled. Okay, so you have the tribulation, first three and a half years. Now, Revelation chapter 6, we're starting that on Wednesday. So you're going to see what's going to happen. But it's not going to be as bad as the Great Tribulation, the last three and a half years. That's when God pours out his judgment. It's going to be unbelievable. My job, guys, is I want to tie it in today. Okay? But here's what you need to know. If you're taking note, this government is going to be satanically empowered control. That's what he's going to do. You don't think that's true, guys. Take a look at what's going on in the world today. It used to be that evil would hide its ugly head and you couldn't see it. Now they're, it's open. They don't care. And I'm going, these are people. These are human beings. But they're, they're being influenced by Satan to change the world. Control, guys, is coming in end-time government and will be consolidated, check this out, into a totalitarian hands of the Antichrist. The dragon, which is the devil, gives the world governmental systems a seat, power, and great authority. Look at Revelation 3.2. You can check that for later. We all feel the oppression of this world, one-world government structure. Because it's satanically inspiring, uh, inspired and it's forming right now. Revelation 3-7 says this. It states that power will be given to the Antichrist over all kindreds, tongues, and nation. Verse 3 says, all the world wondered 
after the beast. Daniel 3.23 tells us that a world government system ruled by the Antichrist, the fourth beast, shall be the fourth kingdom upon, we just read that, which shall be different from all other kingdoms. What's it going to do? Its goal is to devour the whole world, to tread it down, and to break it into pieces. Okay? The prophecy then states the world government will rule when? Until the second coming. Okay, so now you have this one world government. It's starting to form right now. We call it a globalist. It's globalist. Okay. Every, okay. Okay. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a little bit ahead of myself. Next week, we're gonna be talking about the ten kingdoms. Now, I went on my computer and I typed up ten. Give me ten kingdoms. Okay. Give me the. the, the they gave me ten kingdoms that were probable. Probable ten kingdoms. Every one of those nations. Every one of them brought something to the table that actually is a global mindset. Like what? Um, Digital currency? Population control? Um, Artificial intelligence? Climate control? Every one of them are, that's their expertise. That's exactly what they're trying to push on us now. You with me? Okay, so, 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 I, I can see how this is going to go. But back to our article. The New World Order prophecy said this. After World War II, the North Atlantic Treaty, guys, also known as NATO, was formed as a hedge against the advance of communist Warsaw powers led by the USSR. When Mikhail Gorbachev became the leader of the Soviet Union, he allowed the fall of the Berlin Wall and ultimately of the Iron Curtain. World leaders declared that God, or world leader declared that the Cold War was over, and that they they proclaimed the birth of the new world order. When Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait in 1990, President Bush Sr. put together the UN coalition, and he put that with 29 nations to fight against Saddam. It was at this time that Bush Sr. made the famous statement that we really do not, um, that we really do have a chance at a birth. And here's what he quoted. He said, the new world order. This was, this was Bush, Bush Sr. He says, this is how he described the Gulf War. This is not a people of Iraq against the United States. This is Saddam against the world. And he quoted it as globalization. Guys, 1990. 1990. Some of us were not even born in 1990. This was already happening. So after the Berlin Wall fell in 1989, we began hearing new terms like world community, international community. David Rockefeller said that a global crisis would have to occur, a global crisis, before the world would be willing to accept a new world order. When the world's economy became became a drastic downward plunge in 2008, you guys remember that? World leaders again proclaimed the need for a new world order with global economic structures. World globalization means exactly what it says. It's the process of transitioning the world into a global government. When we hear about international law, it's referring to the law of international government. 
When we hear about, listen to this, world court, it's referring to a court system that has been created to enforce laws of the world government system. World government forming now describes the World Bank and the World Trade Organization or the World Health Organization. Didn't that come to play last year? All of a sudden, we had a World Health Organization. The previous administration said, we're not going to put up with you. The current administration said, welcome back. Pastor Ben, why do you use those terms? Because there are certain terms that if you use, will get you banned on YouTube or Facebook or anything else. You guys, you guys with me? Okay. These are all components, guys, of a one world government. A one world government that was actually prophesied 2,000 years ago. Pastor, your point? Guys, this is the fifth birth pang leading up to the tribulation. This is going to go down. So when you see things in the news and it, and it frustrates you and you worry, you have to realize, you have to take, you have to go, this is, has to happen. It's, this is where we have to go. Ben, what's the, um, what's the, um, oh, the exact nature of the government? Well, here's the thing. Daniel just told us that there was a fort that's going to trample everyone. That's all he told us. He didn't tell us what it was, but here's what you need to jot down. You know it's going to be the, the greatest form of imperialism that you will see. You know, Ben, I'm not sure what imperialism means. It's a policy of extending a country's power and influence through diplomacy or military force. And, and when I read that, I thought, military force? What happened to the inauguration of our last president? It wasn't a celebration. It wasn't a place where we were welcoming a new leader to take us to the next level. It was actually military force. Okay. There might be certain people out there that go, well, I I don't know. That's just the world we live in, 2021. Come on. Maybe 2022 will be better. Listen, I'm trying to, to, to warn you guys. Okay, let's be ready. Let's be, let's get our hearts ready. Let's get our hearts ready. Because here's what prophecy does, guys. Prophecy pulls us closer to, uh, to Jesus. Because we know the word is true. We go, word is true. Word is true. Amen. I'm going to stay closer to Jesus. And when the enemy goes, hey, hey, you want to, you want to, you want to play over here? It's sin. You go, no, no, no. My, my, my Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. I'm, I'm going to walk closer to him. I'm just going to walk closer to him. Yeah, but you haven't seen, there's no world one girl. No, 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 there is. It's, 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 it's open. It's hidden in plain sight. You understand that, okay? This is what it says. It's imperialism. It's imperialism. And you go, Ben, 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 what, 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 what do you mean? Okay, well, let's, let's talk about what's going on in our world just a little bit, okay? That was an article I read. How far, how far are we from this one world government? Like, Are we like months or years or, I mean, how long? Well, let's read it again. Okay, Daniel says, Thus he said, the fourth beast, this is a kingdom, guys. This fourth beast, this kingdom on earth, it's going to be different from all the other kingdoms. If you want to study the kingdoms, you need to understand. Why? Because he says it's going to devour the whole earth, it's going to trample the earth, and it's going to break it into pieces. This is everybody else, okay? A... 
more recent article of a person that penned said this. The one world government, the new world order, here's what he put. Resistance will cost you, he says, submission will cost you more. Resistance is going to cost you, but submission is going to cost you more. And now this article, it went on by asking the very same questions we're asking. You go, well, like what? Okay, so here's a good question, right? When will this government happen? When will, that's a good question. When is it going to happen? Well, the move to a one-world government has been carefully planned, slowly conditioning people, moving them to a step-by-step towards public acceptance of a one-world government. Now, here's the, what word jumped out at you? Conditioning. Conditioning. I, I find that it, this is how it's going to happen, okay? They're not going to come in and go, hey, you all know it's good for you? We're all going into this government, all right? Okay, amen, let's go. That's not, because people will go, no, 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 no. That's not what's going to happen. But through series of events, we can be conditioned. Thank you. Listen, how are we being conditioned? How are we being conditioned? Let me just illustrate it this way. You guys know this, this, you guys know the story of the frog, right? In the pot, right? You go, what do you mean? Well, it's really simple. You take a frog, okay, and you put him in a pan with water. He's fine. He's just swimming around. He's like, hey, what's up? And what you do is you start turning on the heat very slowly. And he gets acclimated. He gets acclimated. He gets, he's just swimming around. You keep turning up the heat. What's going to happen? Eventually that frog is going to boil in that water. Quite different than taking that same frog. And what would you do if you put him into a, a pan of boiling water? As soon as he hits that water, he's going to jump out. That's he knows. That's water! That's, okay, so what's he doing? This is how we're being conditioned, okay? Slowly. We're not, we're not necessarily going to be conditioned by the government as much as our fellow men. You see, because we live in a world, and I hate to say it, but we live in a world where we, we don't have free opinion anymore. Rosa has an opinion, I have an opinion. No, unless you, unless you don't have my opinion, then we get into fights. Because nobody has opinion anymore. Nobody can say how they feel. And we used to be able to agree to disagree. Well, that's your opinion. We used to say that, right? Well, that's your opinion. Now we get into ugly fights. No, listen. You... And then add, add social media to the group. Guess what, guys? Oh, my goodness. You have people attacking you in ugly ways. For your opinion. You're not even a person anymore that has an opinion. And so again, you can see what's happening. What's happening? Guys, like the scalded frog, we've been conditioned to accept the one world government. It's for your best interest. It's so that you can save lives. All of these things, you got to be careful. Just read the following and let the Lord um, 
just read the following. Let the Lord show you how far we're into it. The CFR publishes a very informative quarterly journal called Foreign Affairs. And more often than not, the important new shifts in U.S. policy or highly indicative attitudes of political figures have been telegraphed on its pages. So you got to be careful. Number two, here's another good question. Well, who's going to be in charge of this one world government? Okay. Well, we know that the Antichrist spirit is already in play. We know that. Okay. Since the beginning of time, now evil doesn't hide. Many are failing to turn from God. Many are professing ways to get to heaven. There's a lot of ways to get to heaven. You can only get to wait. No, 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 no. See, the Antichrist spirit says there are a lot of ways to get to heaven. It's not just Jesus. Let me, let me just share this, okay? Now, I'm just going to give you stuff, okay? I'm just going to give you stuff. We're going to close here in just a minute, okay? But let me share what I've learned so far. And this is just this is just this much. Okay? Terms like the great reset. You hear that term? Okay? Build back better. They're designed by something called the World Economic Forum. Okay? Their target date to to have a one world government 2030. That's their target date. So when you go, man, 2020 was hard. Guys, we're, we're in for a rough ride. That doesn't mean that God is going to show up in a miraculous way. And that doesn't mean that his spirit is going to be poured out on all flesh and it's going to be amazing. And we're going to see our loved ones come to know the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. But, there, but, but we're in, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a rough ride. It's going to be a rough ride. Okay? What does it involve? You ready? Jot this down. It involves digital currency. Okay, the dollar will no longer be, um, I think Mike Shaw was telling me about the credit score. Mike Shaw says they're going to try to change your credit score. You go, like what? Like, instead of if you pay your bills on time and you get a credit score, your credit score is, is basically what you support. If you support them, if you're part of their agenda, if you're part of, then you get a higher credit score. Tiffany, if you're a rebel, you're not going to have a good credit score. That's, I, I was like, no way. Mike's like, Yahweh. I said, Jesus. Another is, guys, check this out. It's not only digital currency. You guys have heard of Bitcoin, right? And all of those. That's coming. Here's another one. Um, depopulation. Depopulation. Apparently, there's a group of elites that think there's too many people on the planet. And we need to depopulate them. Question, who do you think that they're going after? Senior citizens who have a wealth of wisdom and babies. Guys, this is real. You know what they also want to do? Wealth distribution. Wealth distribution. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything for it, but you deserve it. So it's the Robin Hood effect. I'm going to steal from the rich and give to the poor. And everybody should be on the same level of the playing field. That's their idea. Now, if you make six bucks a year, you're excited. You're like, yeah. If you don't work, yeah. But what about all those who put in hard work? 
to make money. That's what they want to do. Another one you'll hear is climate change. You'll hear that a lot in the news. Climate change. Climate change. The polar ice cap should be melting by now. We should, and you'll hear about that. Anybody here? Well, I'll get to it here. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Okay. So, so next week. Now, listen. We're going to talk about the ten kingdoms, like I told you. And all of these that I told you, depopulation, climate change, um, all of these are in play. And, and I'm telling you, you don't want to miss next week. You don't want to miss next week. But here's what I want to do. I, I want to close, guys, our Bible study with some things that are on the horizon, things that are happening, okay? This could be um, your future if the people of the world, uh, world Economic Forum and get their way. This is what they're headed, okay? The World Economic Forum. This could be our future. Here's what they say. Number one. Now, I'm not making this up. You can go to their thing and you can see exactly what it is. Number one, they say you will own nothing and be happy about it. Okay? So you won't own your car, you won't own your homes, you won't, and you'll be happy, but that's what they want. Everybody's equal. They say energy will be greened, rationed, and expensive. They say they want travel restricted. So you can't fly. You can't go places. You can't go anywhere. Check this out. Even your diet will be controlled. Nobody's going to take away my salsa and chips. That's how we are, right? And currency will be digital. Is it not already happening? Is it not happening? Guys, with this little thing, I can go to the store and I can pay for groceries. I just swipe it to beep. That's crazy. That's crazy. If you ever go to the store and you have something called cash, I know a lot of us don't have cash anymore, but if you have cash, they look at you funny. They're like this. What is this? That's paper money, right? Because they're, they're so used to what? Either a debit card or even now anything else. Can you imagine? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Can you imagine if you had a mark that somehow read a scanner that went to your bank account that paid for everything? Could you imagine? You wouldn't even have to carry a phone anymore. Feathers, I'm going shopping. Okay, do you need any money? No, I got it right here. Oh, by the way, if I use this... I get points. And so, you guys see. Do you see? It's that, it's that frog again. It's that frog again, okay? So that's, that's, that's digital currency. Now, the Great Reset has been labeled a conspiracy theory. If you say, hey, we're talking about the Great Reset, that's the tribulation, you know what they say? You're a conspiracy theorist. But here's the problem. The problem is that everything we know come from the global elites, and they're open about it. You just need to go to the World Economic Forum. They'll tell you straight up. I mean, it's not. But if you say it, oh, you're in trouble. One Now, now listen, tell me if I'm off base here. This is, this is the World Economic Forum. The one thing they will do or they will try and do, is to control people's behavior. They're going to try to control businesses 
and simply move a society in the direction they want it to go. Am I crazy? I mean, come on. This is, I mean, it, this is what they say. We want to control people's behavior. And we want to control businesses. And we'll get society moving in that direction. Can I tell you who's not? Can I tell you who's not, who's not buying this? The believers. They're going, no. No. You know what's going to make it easier? When we're gone. When we're gone. You understand the Great Reset that I'm talking about, guys, was unveiled at the Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And many of the world's most powerful people, they go there to offer solutions to the world's problems. Their solution? We need global socialism. You ready? Jot these down. Terms you need to be aware of. The Green New Deal. That's climate control. That's going to tie in beautifully to Revelation. Guys, when we start talking about chapter 6, actually it's going to be more of the, of the last part of the tribulation. So Wednesday night, you don't want to miss. The Green New Deal, guys. The, the, our former administration said, I don't want anything to do with that. Do you guys remember the debate? The current administration opened it with, with, with open arms. You need to go on and see what that is. Don't be uninformed. Don't be just going, ah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. You can just go here, you can go to your, your phone, and you can sit there and you can go, what's the green, what is this? What, what, what is it? The Green New Deal. Here it is. The term Green New Deal was first used by Pulitzer Prize winner Thomas Friedman in January 2007. America had experienced its hottest year on record, and they've been hotter since. The Friedman recognized there was going to be uh, a plantable, easy solution to climate change, as politicians hoped. It was going to take money, effort, and upsetting an industry that had always been generous with campaigns. Just so, you, so, so that's one. That's one set, right? And so you go, well, well, really? What? I mean, I mean, that's what I did. What is it? What is it? Okay. And I come back here and I say, um, it's crazy. It's crazy. This is Wikipedia. It proposed calls for public policy to address climate change. You guys remember that? Along with achieving other social aims like job creation and reducing economic inequality. The name refers to the New Deal, a set of social and economic reforms, public work projects undertaken by Franklin D. Roosevelt in response to the Great Depression. The Green New Deal combines Roosevelt's economic approach with modern ideas such as renewable energy and resource efficiency. Let me just give it to you this way. You're not going to be able to drive your your car or truck anymore with gas. It's going to have to be electric. And if it's not electric, they're going to, they're going to have public transportation where you can go to work between these hours and these hours, but then you have to go home. And I know you're looking at me like, nah, this is the United States. No way. Yahweh. Here's another one. Um, here's just a term be aware of. Fourth Industrial Revolution. The Fourth Industrial Revolution. The fourth one, or the third one is, check this out, you'll hear terms like build back better, build back better, um, depopulation, 
survival of the fittest. All of this, guys, is online. It's hidden in plain sight. Okay, so listen. How far are we from this first, this one, this, how far are we from this first birth, birth pain? Okay, here it is. You ready? The closer the rapture is to the tribulation, the more of this we'll see. We're not, we're not going to participate in it, guys. But we'll see it. Now, the farther the rapture is to the tribulation, the less of it we'll see. Last thought. Last thought. If you're taking notes, jot this down. It's called the three-legged stool of Babylon. Three-legged stool of Babylon. You ready? Economics, politics, and religion. Next week, guys, we're going to be looking at the sixth birth pain. Ten kingdoms who rise as powerhouses from this one world government. Here's the point. Make sure you're right with Jesus. Make sure you're right. If you're playing games with God, surrender today. If you're walking, if you're not far, if you're not close to him, get, get close to him today. If you're watching online and you've never surrendered your life to God, today's the day. I'm telling you, please. Well, Jesus might not come back for 10 more years, then you'll have the best 10 years of your life walking with God. But to be right with God today. And I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a second. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. And Lord, just, Lord, what you've taught us, Lord. And it's not an easy thing to talk about, but God, you're moving mightily. Thank you for Daniel chapter 7, Lord. You've warned us. All we have to do is a little bit of work. And then all we have to do, Lord, is compare what's going on in the world to what you said. <sighs> Father, I realize that, Lord, some of the things that I, that, that I say, Lord, uh, Father, could land, land me up in jail. Lord, I just want to warn the people. You've put that in my spirit. But more importantly, God, we're not going to be here, God. We're not going to be here for, for any of this. And so the purpose is that every one of us would be right with God. And so if you're here today and God was speaking to you, as your chance to say yes to him. If you're here today and you're going, man, I, I just want to be right with God. And God is speaking to you right now. Why don't you do me a favor? If God is speaking to you, just, just open up your heart and say, say, yeah, pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. I, I'm, I'm far from God and I want to be close to him. You go, what do I have to do? Well, if you're watching online or you're listening via podcast or you're here in the room, if you would like prayer, if you'd like to surrender your life to God once and for all, would you just lift up your hand and just say, Pastor, would you just pray for me? I want to be right with God. I want to surrender my life to God. Anyone else? Anyone? Just right now, you know, don't, don't put off what God is already speaking to you. Just lift up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching online, God sees your heart already. Just, just say, God, I, I want all you have for me, and, and I'm going to follow you. And I love you. 
Come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. I repent. God, I'm going to follow you. I just want to come. I just want to be part of your family, God. I believe in you. And I trust you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. Hey, this is Pastor Josh. I hope this message has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. If it has, we would love to hear your story of how it has impacted you, or especially if you responded to the invitation to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. To get in touch or to receive more information, please contact us by phone at 806-799-2227 or send an email to calvarylubbock at hotmail.com. Again, that phone number is 806-799-2227. Also, if you want to partner with us financially to take the gospel to West Texas and the world, please click on the Donate button on calvarychapellubbock.org. Thanks for listening to the podcast. May God richly bless you.